We know of new methods of attack. The Trojan Horse, the fifth column. Greetings, and welcome back to another exciting installment of the fifth column podcast. This is your weekly tour of consult the news cycle of people that make it and occasionally ourselves. I'm Camille Foster. I'm back in New York. Uh, we're actually, we're recording in a, in a place together. Uh, and by we, Sweet. I mean Matt Welch. Yeah. Michael Moynihan, and uh, it's a pleasure to see you, gentlemen. Good to see you. Slightly unusual, but very, very nice unusual circumstance. circumstances. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We are in a mysterious. Um, this looks like a porn shoot. Where's the it camera? It really on does. Hotel suite. A lot of dudes. It looks like exactly what it is. Questionable facial hair. Yeah. The only thing that I need to point out. Before starting this unbelievable excavation yes. of American politics, yes, is that Camille, this week of weeks, this, yeah, is that Camille revealed <laughs> about <laughs> ten minutes ago that he didn't know that George Michael was dead. <laughs> yeah, he didn't. It's amazing. He didn't. Well, no, I mean, maybe I should say I forgot. I'm sure at some point I knew that George Michael had yeah. died. How do you uh-huh. not know? I'm just saying. You like I don't singers. Know. I do. You and like I, and Marvin Gaye, you like Johnny. Whispers, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's sad. I felt like I that know, was what, disrespectful. Honestly, what the fuck was to Careless, careless whispers. Oh, whispers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Now yeah. I'm not surprised. Is that that you real didn't know that he I was didn't dead. know. I didn't no, know. I'm sorry. Yeah. And I'm sorry to, to the Michael family. family, to the Papadopoulos family, <laughs> whatever they're called. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What is his no. last name? Is this like Papadopoulos? It's like something. Yeah, it was a big one. Some, Wait, yeah. you're saying his name is not George Michael? No, no, no. It was like <laughs> because of the rampant anti-Greek racism in the UK, <laughs> yeah. he changed to, to George Michael. That's it's a um, shame. What was the one that I was thinking of? Uh, oh, uh, we had a, a correspondent, somebody that wrote us about this. Do you remember this? We were talking about um, one of probably our best discussions, <laughs> talking about when uh, famous or semi-famous Jews stopped, uh, you know, waspifying their names. Right, yeah. And we got, we got up to Jonah a certain Hill point. Jonah Hill was the... Was the... <clears throat> no, John, uh, 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 John Stewart. John Stewart, right, sorry. <clears throat> yeah, mm. yeah. Because his name is John Leibowitz. They all look alike, yeah. And it was, there was a moment, and I, we were way before that, because we were talking about, you know, all of the, every uh, 60s comic has, you know, changed their name. And then um, we were trying to figure out the last one, and somebody pointed out, uh, but Jonah Hill's name is Jonah Hill, isn't it? I think so. And also, Jonah is not the waspiest name in the world. The first name's not the waspiest name in the world. Correct. But it was John, John Stewart that somebody, but either way, Trump was arrested. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to point out John my, Leibowitz would be on this if he still had that show. My fourteen-year-old uh, daughter, yes. um, who you know, longtime listeners will recall at various points, yeah. she lost her humor bone. Yes. Uh, in the kind the of the wokeification of your daughter was very fun. <laughs> it was very fun to watch. But it was always in tension with her um, absolute exaltation of Camille, of mm. King Camille. As she it was also him. fucking with you and your wife, too. That was the whole purpose of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. There's no question about that. But now she texts me because she's in France this semester and she's saying things like Jonah Hill saved rap. Yeah, yeah. Well, this this is because he he converted Kanye or converted him, helped him overcome his anti-Semitic inclinations. She's very happy that you're very happy. <laughs> I'm you happy. do you do realize that this basically got no media attention, got very limited it because so weirdly it just true. I mean, and then you realize why 
And it's because wait, Kanye, wait, Kanye wait, said, why? you know what? I love Jews now because I watched 21 Jump Street. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally the argument. I was like, I don't know. I mean, I watched that and I actually became anti-Semitic. <laughs> the total opposite Again. reaction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like hanging out with David I'm Irving sure all of a sudden. I've never yeah. seen that film. No, I, ha- I, don't, I haven't yeah. either. But I did used to watch the show uh, with Richard Grieco. Uh, 20, and Johnny Depp. And Johnny Depp. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Weirdly, only one of them became famous. But yeah. Greco you see, we'll, we'll swear that um, the movie's great. Is that right? Like, there's a, there's a good reason Is why it Jonah has so Hill much Jonah Hill and potency. Shanning Tatum? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> if I could ask okay. listeners, because when we do ask questions like this, we do have to come up under an avalanche of ridiculous emails from all of you psychos. But uh, what is the what is the movie that made you love Jews again? <laughs> and not like Fiddle on the Roof or something. You know, that's just yeah. too obvious. But like, what was was there a movie you were like, oh, yeah, mm. you know, mm. I was a little uh, Farrakhan, uh-huh. and now uh-huh. I'm a little Philo. I mean, I just I don't know who's Jewish. So this that is, is the most amazing me. blind spot of Camille. Totally yeah. true. This is un- again. You would think, I thought it was because he was black, but there's a lot of famous <laughs> black anti-Semites who <laughs> really know. It's not that. Yeah. I don't know. Is yeah. Peter Sellers Jewish? Uh, Peter Sellers, I don't believe it's his name. Do, can we get somebody off here? Is it Peter yeah, Sellers' name? It seems like here. a fake name, doesn't it? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe it is his name. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. If he is. Why did you pick Peter Sellers? I don't, I like that movie. His movies. He's okay. trying to, he's trying to get you to do Bernie Num Num. That's why. <laughs> yeah. The most racist movie of all time, uh, which is still on, um, Amazon prime for free, which I was going to show to my daughter. And then I thought better of it just because, not because I don't think it's a funny movie. It's called the party. If anyone has seen, has anyone seen the party? The greatest which is literally the premise of the movie is Peter Sellers is an Indian guy who goes to a party. There's nothing else happens. It's like, it's almost kind how, of existential. How has this not been remade, I was, by the way? Yeah. How would you, like, not only do they not want to remake it, they want to unmake the original. <laughs> and it somehow still exists. Well, I, was, I was actually thinking Dr. Strangelove. So yeah, yeah, not, not, mentioned. Yeah. not, yeah. not, it's just. Richard Henry Sellers. Mm. So it's, oh. they changed the first name, which is a, a rare one. Okay. Well, yeah. Richard Henry Sellers. Yeah. Uh, okay. I would think Dudley Moore maybe too, but I don't, I don't know. But mm. um, so if there's any, any of you have moments where you, um, for me, it's the moment I became a philosemite. Because as listeners know, I am rather philosemitic. And I be, am I the only non-Jew to ever be on the Ask a Jew podcast? Nick Gillespie. Oh, Nick was You're on too. Okay. co-religionist. Okay. Yes. Um, but um, it was when I was much younger when I realized that every Jewish person that I knew was funny. Everyone. I mean, people that I knew in real life. And when I realized that the Marx Brothers, you know, were not necessarily Italian <laughs> and were, you know, Eastern European Jews. But that was when you realize that every Jewish person is funny is when you become a felon. So not, yeah. Well, there are a couple of things happening in the universe no, that we not. probably ought to talk about. I mean, this is, this is the week that Donald Trump was oh, uh, indicted, arrested, not um, handcuffed. There was no mugshot for us all to look at. Nope. Um, but we did get a lot of shots of Donald Trump in court. And Donald Trump leaving I think court. We got one, actually. We got shots of, well, we, we saw it over and over. Yeah. Man, he was in that hallway yeah did you yeah. see like he walked yeah in the hallway yeah. for like those five steps well did you see that 
there were helicopters and cars following the motorcade <laughs> all the way back to the airport I afterwards. Heard the helicopters. Yeah. Um, they, they were watching. There was footage, wall to wall coverage of a rotund former president getting onto his plane and flying back to Florida after the proceedings. Um, I, I'm curious to know your thoughts. But in addition to that, I mean, there are plenty of other things that we might talk about. Um, there was this interesting, uh, and interesting is a word that I suppose I could use, Vanity Fair piece about Don Lemon oh. um, and his oh, situation. I think it was, I think it was uh, Variety. Variety. Was it Variety? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. They both start with V. It's fine. Yeah, we, yeah. We've been Vagina. drinking a little bit this, this evening. I, and by the way, before we get there, I just want to oh. make sure that people hang around to get to it. I have a Uh-oh. slight defense of Don Lemon. I bet you do. Yeah. Yeah, slight defense of Don Lemon. Yeah, and his yeah. misogyny. Yeah, well, um, it's on that point. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. has Good. nothing to do with mixing Casamigos with the Woodford <laughs> Reserve. <laughs> no, I thought this earlier, and and I will just I'll give a I'll give away I'll just you know tell you the, the and then you can build the case in a backwards way hmm. until we get to it, which is that uh, Don Lemon is just a fucking asshole, <laughs> and he's not a misogynist. He's just an asshole. That uh, that is yeah. a defense. Yes, yeah, yes, that's a defense. You know when you've alienated. Soldat O'Brien, uh, Nancy Grace, yeah, uh, Caitlin Collins, uh, who else? Uh, uh, Abby Phillips. Mm. Uh, th- I mean, there was just a list of people in there. I'm pretty, pretty sure SC only Cup is in there. Only one yeah. of those people SC has Cup blocked too, me yeah. on Twitter. Um, okay, cool. Well, that Chicago mayoral race, yes, um, and uh, apparently something happened in Wisconsin, but yes. I don't know. So you have to fill me in. But let let's let us begin with Donald Trump because this mm-hmm. this is kind of a big deal um and we were waiting last the last time we were together we were talking about the indictment and the number of counts and there was a bit of uncertainty about whether or not there would be any new scintillating details here that we were not privy to and the indictment was unsealed and we even got a press conference from the da here in new york and in general it seems that most of the legal pundits and commentary uh was trending in the direction of this is less than impressive. This is a little underwhelming. And sometimes baffled. Yeah. By by certain legal comments. And not not uniformly. There was a not an, uniform, there was no. an opinion piece in the New York Times that suggested, hey, everybody who is is poo-pooing this is wrong. Donald Trump is in serious. But the premise trouble. of that this piece is, is that deal. everybody is poo-pooing it, both yeah. left, right, and center. Yeah. Everybody on everybody is saying this is not the case. Which is very true. I mean, yeah. a lot of Donald Trump's kind of staunchest critics You've lost on the right Ian and the left are very skeptical uh, yes. of this outcome. Who is not, lost, yeah. Who is not the greatest writer or thinker about Supreme Court issues at all. Yeah. And is very reliably left of center, wrote a piece for Vox like this is this it was actually a, it was a pretty, was pretty solid, piece, yeah. uh, well thought out piece because you agreed with it. Yeah. Well, no, no. I I'm, I actually was seeking out. Do you remember when I texted you, Camille, mm-hmm. and said like, "Are there people out there, people in the kind of legal firmament, who yeah. are saying this is good, this is sensible, this is the way that we should proceed, and what a slam dunk case, or even a decent case, right?" And I couldn't find one. Norm Eisen was the that was the one, only one but right? that was expected, and it was like it was teed up. Like, it was teed up, yeah. yeah. It was ready to go the moment this thing came. But out. But it's also what you have to do then is you you have to t- you know pull back from the deflation because everybody on every news network was deflated, mm-hmm. right? When I was watching CNN prior to the thing being unsealed, right, you had a lead up that was everyone talking about one word. Do you remember that word? Does anyone? Could guess what that was? Everybody in a pitched excitement was the word conspiracy. Mm. There was going to be revealed because this took the way it went in like, you know, 
Cy Vance didn't didn't prosecute it. You know, uh, Alvin Bragg didn't initially. Um, the feds didn't. They went after Michael Cohen, put him in jail, but not Trump. Um, there must be something approaching or something like a conspiracy here. Um, and to see immediately after people being like, wait, what? There's no, so what is it? Well, it's 34 counts, which by the way, if you don't follow this stuff, and if you're a sensible person, you don't, you shouldn't mm -hmm. follow this stuff. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But if you do not follow this stuff, it's a pretty sensible thing on their part, say 34 count indictment sounds like a lot. But when it's 34 counts that are just Xeroxes of the previous count with slight modifications, it's less impressive, right? And so, yeah, when you, you know, I mentioned the other day, the New York Times, Ruth Marcus at the Washington Post, um, you know, Republicans who loathe him, Mitt Romney, mm -hmm. John Bolton, mm -hmm. uh, people who really despise Donald Trump. Justin Amash, this, Peter Meyer. Justin Amash, Peter Meyer, two other people that loathe him. David French. David French. I mean, just the list of people who are like, honestly, guy, seriously? This is it, this convoluted theory that does not, it's just, it, there's, like, as you and I were talking about, is that um, I think there's good money that I would put on the judge throwing this out. Hmm. I, I mean, look, when you convert, the conversion, which I'm not sure a lot of people are pointing out or realizing, the conversion to a felony prosecution is because it eliminates the statute of limitations problem. Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Otherwise, I mean, like, so you look horrible at this point, like you are trying to twist this thing into a felony so you can actually prosecute this because otherwise these things, campaign finance problems are always misdemeanors. And mm -hmm. the felony was never elucidated in the actual- Not, not in the indictment. indictment. And to said it, he said it fucking in the, in the, uh, press, in the conference, press conference. I don't have to tell you that. Yeah, but in, the press, in the press conference, God, what dude. he does Good specify, Lord. what he does specify in the press conference is actually- state um yes. campaign finance yes. law violation which was a bit of an uh at least it wasn't expected yeah um we we all expected there to and be not some clear that that's even federal thing, crime yeah. Yeah. but the state crime um and no it is not clear that it's a thing I, I mean there there's so many elements of this that i find um exceedingly exceedingly baffling yeah. um but the question that is that was asked in the press conference yesterday that seemed like the most salient to me was if in fact you believe that President Trump violated a New York statute with respect yeah. to this campaign finance um, or campaign, uh, I guess it was a finance, campaign yeah, finance yeah, yeah. Uh, crime or some sort yeah. of crime related to the, the campaign, why aren't you prosecuting that? Yes. Um, and the response to that was, I think was we're not going NBC to talk guy, about it may have been. Yeah. yeah. Um, it certainly wasn't like a Fox News. No, guy. no. It was, it was like, just, this people is a practical, are really reasonable confused question. by it. Yeah. And he says, I'm not going to talk about our, our legal strategy yes. here, which strikes me as a completely preposterous answer. And I think whatever one thinks about Bragg, if you think this is a completely legitimate case and that it, it needs to be prosecuted because, look, the president broke the law here and there's no doubt about it. Okay, fine. It does seem to me, though, that in order to confront the fact that everyone is going to have expectations that this might be, or beliefs that this might be politically motivated for you to be as detailed as possible in laying out yeah. your case and to yeah. be thoughtful and to yeah. front run a lot of those concerns, which he kind of sort of seemed to be doing at least in some way um, with his remarks. And no one is above the law. You know, you're going to be prosecuted sure. if you break the law here in New York City. 
it would just which, be, by the way, is generally not true. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> but it'd be a hell of a lot more credible. Yeah, if you actually looked like you were taking great pains to put together this case, and he talked about it incessantly. You know, we took the, we bring cases when they're ready. We we've taken yeah. many years to develop this case. If you're going to do all of that, then the indictment ought to be exceedingly detailed. It yeah. should look like you dotted every i, crossed every t. And you were you were prepared to face an onslaught of criticism from people who were going to say this is a politically motivated conviction, and he didn't do any of that. Didn't do any of that to suggest. Look, this is you the minimum that the law that allows yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. or requires from yeah. us. We're we're allowed to do it this way, so we're going to get away with it in this way. We'll be as generic as vague as possible, so we could perhaps back away from things later on. I would and love I, to I, see I, polling I on that on on people who believe that this is politically motivated, because you know I tend to believe that it's politically motivated, and I, I don't think I've, it would break down a lot. I've outlined why I yeah. believe that to be true, but I also don't believe that if it's it is politically motivated, it doesn't mean the man is innocent. Sure, it doesn't mean no. like I've always made this these. People used to say, like, who funded that study? The, the, the point of the study is not who funded it, is can you replicate it? Is it true? It doesn't matter if a tobacco company funded it. Is it true? Because other scientists can replicate that. It doesn't matter if it's politically motivated if the man did something horribly wrong, right? Is this the one to go after? I think, obviously, the, the um, and we had a conversation about this, and I'd love, we should get some, uh, a lawyer on to talk more specifically about the Georgia case, which I find the conversation that we heard in Georgia to be absolutely terrifying. And I think it's disgraceful and the man should never be even close to elected office again, just because of that. Is it illegal? I don't know because we don't know if there's something in there where he says, I'm going to punish you. Feels like the, it, it should be. It feels but, like it should be, but, but is it? And again, it, the, 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 the sort of um, legal thing is rather different than, than you're feeling about this. But the one thing that, that surprised me is that no one asked this question and he didn't respond to it in any way because nobody asked him this, is that the idea that if he was trying to pay off the grade storm, mm -hmm. Stormy Daniels, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. for a, for a, as a, this is a political reason, it's an in-kind donation to his own campaign, and this is above the legal limit, he should go to jail for it. We have talked about this a few times, and I think this is the thing that needs to be sharpened by them and by anybody who thinks this is a good prosecution, is that if you believe that this was because he was trying to win the presidency and win the presidency only, you have to establish that, right? And not because, as we discussed, you don't want Melania to find out, and that's a different thing. You literally actually have to acknowledge these things. You do. But there is a reason that if you are Donald Trump's attorneys and his attorneys are like, good Lord... He gets these, you know, people in Massachusetts will understand the building 19 reference. These are like building 19 and a half attorneys. They're absolute bottom of the barrel. You know, you have guys like, literally his name is Joe Takapino. <laughs> I mean, fucking Joey he, Bag of Donuts. Like, and he fucking talks like it, too. I mean, he's like, hey, I don't know. This guy, he's fucking stormy. How you doing? This guy, he's not fucking leave him alone. But the thing that you actually have to confront is that if it was entirely about this, why is no one pointing out that he fucking paid her off in 2011 when he was not running for president? That already establishes that you are trying to bury a story because you're a famous person. It's bad for your business. It's bad for your brand. It's bad for your family, whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. What you have to establish here in this novel legal theory is that it's because you, I mean, twisting yourself into a pretzel because um, you're saying this is a campaign finance violation yeah. when Cy Vance wouldn't prosecute it, the feds wouldn't prosecute it. I just, I look, 
if you're one of our, we have a lot of listeners. We have a pretty kind of bifurcated uh, audience, right? People who would be desperate to see Donald Trump in jail and other people that would probably defend him um, too eagerly. This is not the one to be desperate for him to go to jail on. It just seems pretty obvious, considering you have a chorus of people left, right, and center who are saying, this doesn't make a ton of sense. And the reveal was nothing. It is funny that that when he did talk about the conspiracy, he talked specifically about this arrangement that Trump had with certain publishers to to kill these stories, the killing yes, publishers. Yeah. Which, it, it, I mean, this is not, that's not actually criminal. It's also it? not new, but everybody in Hollywood does it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> it's a normal thing to do. I mean, it does, it does seem to me that- He's a scumbag, if, but if, it's a normal if thing If you do. were plotting to do this in a, in a criminal way, and you're Donald Trump, I have to imagine that you've got a couple extra hundred thousand dollars that you could actually use to pay this money off without funneling it through one of the Trump I, corporations. So crazy. Yeah. All of it is yeah, so sloppy it's and so weird. Sloppy. I mean, and it's what he does. He's sloppy, but, stupid, yeah, I'm, and immoral. He's not gonna he's not going to not take advantage of like, hey, give give me money over here yeah. so I don't have to spend money over here. And did yeah. he kind of almost try like, to stiff Michael Cohen? I think there was some suggestion that he was like not paying him back. Well, I mean, with alacrity, he did. He did. He did um, I guess have to report it as income, which is yeah. a little weird because yeah. it was your money that you paid, and reporting it as income means you're going to get taxed on it. So this is. I not don't think Donald Trump's very concerned right. about tax law. Yeah. Well, no. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> I Michael Cohen who would have had to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah Concerned yeah, about yeah. tax law in that case, but and also when you're too uh, uh, real. Well, actually, let's let's broaden this to say the three linchpin witnesses are the publisher of the National Enquirer, mm. a porn star named Stormy, and Michael fucking Cohen. What a lock. It's like, what a lock that case is. <laughs> it's like, just let's just walk this one into prison. I mean, come on now. So the question that seems to be um, percolating is whether or not any of this is likely to have, because we're not going to see this again until maybe December, December. if it does go back December, to court. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we do expect a bunch of different motions from the defense. I imagine they'll have Well, and a bunch of other cases it, throughout it, the country. It's the other cases that but we're going to be. But it's the other cases yeah. that people are talking about, yeah. particularly the case in Georgia. Do, do you th all have any yeah. thoughts or feelings about what's likely to happen with those cases? I know great legal minds that you are. I <laughs> want to talk about the um, the dress rehearsal for the media coverage for the rest of the year because mm. we all watched it. Mm. Right? Oh my god, it was so hideous. it was it was crazy. it was really hideous. Bad. It was hideous. Hideous. Yeah. Um, so this is we have a, literally a rape trial, a rape civil trial which mm -hmm. is a weird kind of combination the eugene carroll trial it's happening oh, that's, that's right that's that's it's happening in a couple week. of weeks yeah like mm -hmm. it's, it's yeah right among us yeah um the by, by the way just to clarify that and it's very important that you underscore and and, and you know put a couple of lines underneath it is that the former president is accused of rape yes that's i mean the fact that this but is not, not in a criminal trial in a civil trial yeah the special prosecutor jack smith yes yeah, it's, if that's really his name, yeah, as Trump said. Not, yeah. Did he say that? Because I. Oh my God! No, no, no. The most hilarious thing is he's been saying this <laughs> over and over and over again, and it's funny. Like the the there was a story in in Vice, and I think I got my last uh, uh, severance check, so I can say this. And it was it was funny. It was like, it, it was like the room suddenly laughed. Yeah, it was, yeah. It, was, it, was, it was funny. It was like Trump seemed to be implying that he was trans. I was like, I don't think that's what he was implying. He's been saying this to people in private, and I think it's actually a John Leibowitz thing. But he, oh, it, and it's it's his real name. But Trump is a sociopath and believes he's changed his name for some fucking reason. It's like what, this is an incredible. 
What a time so, to be alive. But, but, <laughs> but there's, explain but what's happening with this trial, because this is a strange trial. Jack it's Smith Trump is rape defamation trial. Yes. I can't explain what's happening yes. in that trial, but it's <laughs> just know that he's a bad guy. E. Jean Carroll, who is, uh, among other things, a biographer of Hunter S. Thompson. Yes, mm-hmm. she is. She's um, a writer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Writer yeah. Uh, claims that uh, he raped her uh, close to the other Ritz Carlton. Um, uh, at Barney's or something, wasn't it? Or at, yeah, it was, was at Barney's? Barney's. It was at Barney's. Yeah. At okay. Barney's. Yeah. Um, Which and, is, I mean, I mean, honestly, like at this point, I believe like who would make that up at Barney's? It's a it's a so weird bizarre. story. I have no idea what what how it's going to look like. I, I I had some doubts when I first read about it. Um, Jack Smith is the special prosecutor uh, yes. from the Justice Department, and it's not just two inquiries, right? It's not just January sixth and the rec- the records uh, uh, document thing, but he's also now looking into fundraising off of. January or stop the seal steal mm-hmm. like that. This is, yeah. this was yeah. fraudulent in some way. Um, and then there's Georgia itself too. So all yeah. these things are going to happen. So the rest of the year is going mm-hmm. to the be documents thing too, by the way, documents. Right. Forget about yeah, that. Yeah. No, I, 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 yeah, I was just thinking about E. Jean Carroll for a second. I yeah. Got lost. I, I get it. <laughs> uh, don't read the Hunter. Uh, uh, it's not a good biography. <laughs> don't the hot tub scene. Nope. Um, but anyways, like, uh, so all these are, are going to happen. This is the trial run. This is the first one. And we watched what at least cable news will do in this moment. Good God. It Thank- was embarrassing. Thankfully, I think in the written word, this is the only time we'll ever hear me say that Ian Milheiser wrote something decently, which we mentioned yeah, before. Good, good Jonathan Shade also wrote something yeah, like- Also very good in your um, magazine. A yeah. bunch of other, yeah. like, we've seen a lot of people tease out the problem of the novel legal theory. But my God, to watch- um, cable news, and also to reflect on the enthusiasm that was expressed in some quarters about the way NPR, in particular, treated this. Speaking of a news organization that's in the news this week, um, like oh, we're not going to show Donald Trump talking here um, because that uh, you know that we've learned our lesson from the before no, times. That's not right. The, yeah. the lesson to learn. Do you remember when Huffington Post put him in the entertainment category? In the entertainment category. category. Yeah. That worked out great. It worked out great. He became the fucking president. <laughs> the cable news coverage was amazing. I was watching it just, you know, I was like doing the dishes or something like for a while. And like Jake Tapper, who's very good. I like Jake Tapper. I like Jake a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I, yeah, I think he's, yeah. I think he's an honest guy out there. I literally heard from his mouth, like, the the walls seem to be closing in like really okay. Jake. So I can I I'm going to interrupt mm. here because we were texting about this and Paul Farhi is the, from Washington Post wrote a piece about this was great was like making fun uh, it was the exact same thing that I honed in on. We were I, all like I had texted you I had texted you about this six time. hours earlier and then six hours later is a piece that mentions this one bit of the coverage. And I want to offer a qualified defense of, uh, and it's not just because I like Jake Tapper, and I do like Jake Tapper. I think he's a very smart guy. I think he's a very honest guy. I don't think he's a partisan guy in any way. Is that when you, it, it is the nature of the job that sucks that you are put up there, nothing is happening. Nothing. Nothing. You can't see, you see the guy for two seconds and then they loop it. Like it's like fucking toothpicks under the eyes. I was waiting for the orange, super like, slow-mo, the oh reverse angle. Yeah. It's like how Six many- Six million like, dollar man, like sound yeah, effects. They should have AI'd it like him. He's like turning to the fucking Hulk. He's like Lou Ferrigno in downtown Manhattan or something. It was so crazy. It's like, that's it. And, and the thing that I pointed out to you was uh, the conversation. 
believe this is real. The conversation on a network that I won't name, but you can figure out, and I'm not naming it because I might be on it in a couple of days. Yeah. But <laughs> they don't listen to this not anymore. I don't know. Really? Yeah. Hey, <laughs> I love the network, I think. But it's just this one bit. I'm an honest person. When they were when they were saying this fucking thing. When they were like, you know, it was the. F- I mean, it's not. It's not the the network didn't say someone. It was, was someone, saying. but this was yeah. the greatest. And Paul Farr in the, the Washington Post pointed this out too, and I was like, thank God. And it was like, you know, the most amazing thing is when you have nothing to talk about. Nobody held the door for Donald Trump. Do you think when was the last time that happened? Like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Nobody. Yeah, I was like, that was. And then it cuts to the woman. What's her? Alyssa Farah was one of these like total dirtbags who works for Donald Trump, and then changes their allegiance to get a cable news job. You know, <laughs> these, these types, they're like, oh, there's one on The View, there's one here. They're like, oh, I don't like him anymore after four years of supporting this scumbag. And and it's like, you know, and she's like, you know what? I, I know Donald Trump and that must have been, that might, that's gotta be so humiliating for him. And everyone's <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, they didn't hold the door. Yeah, no, that's that's really, and it was endless <laughs> conversation. Like, hold the fucking door. Total reach. It's yeah. like, what are you doing? Yeah, it's like, yeah. I, so my, my slight defense is, there's nothing to talk about. There is nothing to talk about. You so could what talk do you do? about how the charges aren't that impressive, Matt? They're also dumb. Yeah, they're yeah. dumb people who have well, nothing they, to they talk about. They did do that. Jake too. is not dumb. He's yes, he actually. Is. I will say that you know you're going to have a couple of misfires in a five hour, six hour, nonstop OJ chase kind of thing, and he's going to have it. He had a couple of those, but you know, overall, he kept it. Kind of professional, but they all, all right, well, also like the the what are sorry, no, uh, no. just like the 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 prompts of what do you think he's thinking? Right yeah, yeah, now? That's right. <laughs> my, my favorite. How is that better than like <laughs> running actually what he's thinking right now? <laughs> Seriously, yeah. you, know, you, can, you can do so that. people like bragging about how we're not like running him, we're not showing him anymore because he might spread disinformation. Instead of disinformation, we're going to show people asking each other what he might be thinking I about. I prefer the disinformation, to be honest. Well, well <laughs> speaking of disinformation, um, the, day, the day ends with Donald Trump flying back to Florida yeah, yeah, and giving yeah. a speech from Mar-a-Lago. And I, I don't know who carried it live. I wasn't watching cable news I at that point. I was in a car. CNN took most of it. CNN took most of it. Okay, so I ended up watching it on my phone on, on some live It's stream. important. You have to take most of it. And like, regardless of whether or not he's Of course. Bullshit. News yeah. Yeah. Well. I mean, it, I turned on for two seconds and the first thing I heard him say was a flat out lie. Uh-huh. Like when he said Alvin Bragg was like, Alvin Bragg, he said, I'm going to get Trump. Got to get Trump. It's like, he never, he never said that. Like, it's literally not true. But, but he on he might have implied it, but he never said what well, Trump I mean, quoted him. But the implication, yeah. but the implication. Direct quotes. Direct quote what he but said. This is, get Trump. But this, is, but this is interesting one him because his tone was yes. very restrained. It was subdued. He was for reading most from the teleprompter. Always he worked. was giving the speech he went off in a, a very, times, but but I'm saying he, he gave it in a pretty straight, pretty way. straight way. Um, it, it and it's one of those things where I I'm watching yeah. this speech, and this is not praise of the contents of the speech. It's Absolutely not an endorsement of any of the substance. So this is much. not me donning my MAGA hat yeah, and endorsing yeah. him. I know Diamond and president. or Silk died, so <laughs> somebody's signing up. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, 
that this was probably the night he became president. No, no, that's a that's a Van Jones callback. Van Jones, yeah, if you, yeah, it's yeah, Van Jones. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's not what he said yesterday, but whatever. Poor Van. But everyone hates him. But he did. I like. Van. But he I did like give. Too, but he did give a speech that was hell of a lot more polished than I would have expected him it to give. It was a little more and polished it, than I expected. And it, and it also, I just kept thinking about the contrast between like him. And Joe Biden, in general, in most contexts, I don't know that I've seen Joe Biden give a speech where he was that lucid and articulate in a very long time. And and I don't know that that matters at all. No, no, no. But let's um, be clear about something. Lucid, being lucid uh-huh. doesn't mean being coherent. Sure. Being lucid, I can actually, I know where I am. And sure. I'm not saying like, you know, my son died in Vietnam or yeah. whatever that I like Joe ice Biden cream. says half the yeah. time. I like ice cream. But it is like, yeah, I like, like <laughs> he's not that sharp, right? Yeah. And we know that to be true. No. But Trump is on it and he's not kind of strang, but yeah. he's also saying things that are totally demented. But this is, but this is the, this is the other thing. Can we thing acknowledge though. that they're kind of demented? Well, well sure. Listen, but this is, this <laughs> well, is the thing. Sure, most, m- well, most of, most of the opening of this speech is him detailing his legal travails. Mm-hmm. And laying the groundwork for his own defense against yeah. all of these allegations, which yeah. from his vantage point, is totally baseless allegations. Yeah. I had a perfect phone call. So I did many the perfect, perfect thing. I, I, I took these, ba- these boxes and these documents and it was completely my right. It's all totally legal, but I've been wronged. I've been wrong. I've yeah. been aggrieved. And they sent the police and it's all illegal. And, and they just want to stop me from making your lives better. The perfect gift yes. for Donald Trump. Yes as embattled as he is legally is to have this particular case from Bragg yes come first down the pike should he because Absolutely a number correct. of yeah. the other cases yeah. Yeah. are a bit more complicated a bit more and daunting yeah. 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 and and at a minimum i i do think there are legitimate questions about the george case i don't know that he could actually get convicted on it but had that come first i think things would look substantively different but we well, have that audio but, playing constantly but most that's not of, good right but most him. of the day like if I think about it yesterday, like Donald Trump is going to New York City to be indicted. Democrats were sort of singing their hosannas. They were excited. This was supposed yeah. to be their day. By the end of the day, as I'm watching that press conference end and he's working the room and Laura Loomer and all sorts of other <laughs> strange malcontents are, are being shown on the screen. Laura like, Loomer. It actually kind She's of looked like- handcuffed herself to the Twitter headquarters? Yes. <laughs> yes. She should have fucking um, left Among other there. things. Is she, you, you, yeah. We don't need to revisit all the I got kicked out of a Laura Loomer uh, rally. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, and then but the it, police were like on the side. Of the, they like they told me I couldn't film in a public sidewalk, and they were like really aggressive. But this is that. this is the windup because yeah. I'm going to say something now. I don't Laura know Loomer? that yesterday wasn't like <laughs> on net kind of a win for Donald Trump. It was absolutely relative a win. to all of the it things. It was absolutely a win. Yes, a hundred percent. Weird. It is weird. It's very strange. Can I say something that I that no? I think that I'm well. Oh, I'm going to invite regret this. hostile emails. Yeah. And this is the exact opposite of everything that I've said for fucking seven years on this show. The exact, literally the exact opposite. I finally had a moment where I- You missed him, you want him back. I want him back. No, 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 I'm MAGA. No, no, it's just the exact opposite. (laughs) Where I thought, oh my God, the F word is relevant here. And that is the thing that I've argued against that I don't believe we're in the throes of fascism. We're in the throes of a shitty moment in American politics. 
There is a fascist element. I've found one. Oh, boy. And yes, I know. This is kind of Jason weird. Stanley I mean, I right have, uh, yes. <laughs> Jason Stanley's like, Camelli, <laughs> Camelli, can I come to your house? Um, <laughs> oh, Jesus we Christ. just texted him this week. Oh my God. Why? Yeah. Block him. I'm going to block <laughs> no, him on friends. your phone. Um, <laughs> don't be friends with him. Um, the, the thing that I find, uh, you know, it's a very narrow point, I guess is what Ian, well, you know, it was, it's before Ian Kershaw's book about this, but it's, it's the Fuhrer Princip, that's what they call it, the Fuhrer Principle. Mm. And it is the way of framing everything as I am the leader and I am your tribune. Mm. They are coming after you. You. Yeah. They're coming after me to get to yeah. you. Yes. You yeah. are a part of me. Yeah. That was is so fucking, cult of personality that's actually terrifying. Yeah. It's terrifying, but it's also like, like purely effective. One it's of the most unbelievably effective. The yeah. biggest applause line. Mm-hmm. I mean, by the way, there was a time when Hitler did pretty well. <laughs> you know, the 33, 39. Okay. The war, yeah, it didn't do so well for him. But, you know, that idea, and I understand the backlash that I'm inviting right now as somebody who's argued against this. I, I will remain somebody who thinks it's an inappropriate term 90% of the time. Because there's a uniqueness to it that doesn't apply here. Mm-hmm. But just on a very narrow point, a very narrow ideological point, the idea of saying that I am the person th- through which all of the ideas are funneled and I am here to defend you. I am the sort of, you know, political representation of you, the people. You could say that there's versions of that in the past. I There's nothing, lo- watch the way Trump talks about they are coming after you, not I'm going to represent you. That's a different instinct, right? I'm going to represent you. I'm going to do it well. I'm going to defend you, blah, blah, blah. To say that I am the person who is the stand-in for you because we are one contiguous whole and by going after me, they are going after you. It's a very devious little trick. And mm. as you point out, Matt, it worked quite well. Yeah. And mm. it's it's... He will have plenty of fodder for that over the next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, every single day. And it's hard. It's a weird moment uh, to notice. I'll, I'll be curious to see how the national conservatives do in this moment, uh, right? Yeah, because they have yeah. been building up a, their own kind of legal theory or political theory or just like ideas about <laughs> uh, why it's great to go to Hungary whenever you can and why Donald Trump's <laughs> awesome and we need to change our legal structures. And actually, I mean, Adrian Vermeule from Harvard is, is, is someone's like, we need someone who understands we need to exercise power through someone who represents the people. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, yes, yes, which yes. it's very, it's yes, actually yeah. a fascist, yeah. I think, fascistic let's say yeah. idea. And by the way, just to point out, you can have a fascistic idea and not be a fascist. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how I would describe I think uh, that's Adrian. probably about right. Um, yeah. And so it's interesting to think about this exact week, right? Who are some of the people who are out there saying, you know what? This prosecution looks kind of crappy. It is the same mm. civil libertarians, Chicago school, mm-hmm. you know, yes. mm-hmm. with, softy sellouts who care about procedures yep. it's david french justin amash peter meyer They're, over and over yes, Jacob those are actually the people Jacob that help to give the charge credibility <laughs> and i'm going to be curious to see how all of the natcons who have been heaping scorn uh-huh. on the, on those groups for a long yeah. time and those individuals especially for a long time how they're going to square with it. It's a very weird personal hatred, particularly with 
David French, I mean, you can dislike aspects of David's ideology or his positions, but there is something very uniquely antagonizing about his existence to these people. I don't it's know why. It's very strange. Because we've had him on the show. I disagree with David on a lot of things. I agree with him on a lot of things. Um, I just generally think he's a nice guy, mm -hmm. a very nice, sweet guy. And I don't get the anger and the hatred that is directed towards him. But to your point, yeah, I'd be interested to see if they come around and say, well, you know, broke he's, the clock. An, he's an avatar for procedural liberalism uh, among people who are perceived to uh, live and work among the left dominated cultural institutions well and he writes the new york times now too. now he works the yeah, new york times made it worse yeah. but yeah. but even before i mean he was also floated remember in 2016 oh like yeah never Trump candidate for a long time yeah. um so like yeah like he is is always oh, going to be weird. seen <laughs> like no one on twitter knew who he was at the time <laughs> really i didn't know you <laughs> I i'm no sorry david yeah, i love no, you david no it's true that's, that's how that was my interest started talking about i was like wait they're getting a french guy okay that seems weird but all right um, so, but I, but what I'd asked earlier is if there's, if your expectation is that this circumstance with Trump, where things stand now is likely to affect the Georgia prosecution. Do you think it has any bearing whatsoever? No. Or, no. Are there political no. considerations there beyond no. this is good for me if I go after Donald Trump? It's good for him in a primary. It's not good for him. All of the conservatives who go out there saying this is a net positive for Trump mm -hmm. are you think going, they're wrong? They're, not only are they wrong, they're yeah. going to find out that they're wrong in the most spectacular way. They should pay attention to Wisconsin, right? I Wisconsin mean, like, is a great example. Of so this. what is the situation in Wisconsin? So Wisconsin, really... we had two, it was like a very consequential week, actually. Mm -hmm. Two elections, they run off, the mayoral runoff in Chicago, mm -hmm. which is a city that's been under siege for a very long time. And, you know, it wasn't, it, this is prior to Spike Lee calling it Chirac, the reason that no longer applies is it's safer to be in Baghdad than it is in Chicago. It's actually true. The, the numbers are worse in, in Chicago than they are in like Erbil. But, you know, what is happening in Wisconsin was a kind of a unique thing was that since about 1992, three or four, there's been a conservative majority in the Supreme Court of Wisconsin, right? So why is this relevant? Well, it's relevant because, you know, when you had the midterms, what conservatives didn't understand was the weight and the difficulty that they would have with Roe v. Wade being overturned. And that was a huge, huge consequential thing and a negatively consequential thing for them. When you look at what happened in Wisconsin is that when Roe v. Wade's overturned, every state goes back to a previous law. The previous law in Wisconsin was from 1849. Mm, Jesus. Which yeah. outlawed abortion, which made me think, are people getting a lot of abortions? There was a big issue in 1849 in Wisconsin. Okay. But that's where <laughs> it's, it's like going to land. 12 drunk Germans. So you have a, a number of very, like, very local races. And then the Supreme Court issue, which is actually relevant to the abortion issue. It actually comes up in the Chicago uh, mayoral, which is bizarre that it comes up in because there's no relevance to the mayoral race in Chicago. But there is a relevance, obviously, to the Supreme Court of Wisconsin. And every other race, they are making this an issue too, mm. when they have no bearing on what happens with abortion in the state of Wisconsin. And guess what? Republicans have to get in line with where what Americans think about abortion. Mm -hmm. And they are not doing that. And they're going to suffer these defeats, as they did in Wisconsin, was essentially 
a win for the pro-choice side and a massive defeat for conservatism in uh, Wisconsin. And, you know, you talk about these, what they, they call them the wow counties, which like Waukosha all outside of um, uh, Milwaukee. And look, I was, I was there a day after the Jacob Blake um, mm-hmm. uh, shooting. shooting. Yeah. yeah. And he's, he survived. Yeah. And I saw close up in Kenosha what happened there. And I thought, good Lord, this is an on the edge state. You know, mm-hmm. Wisconsin mm-hmm. has been for a long time. Mm-hmm. This is going to swing this. But no, there are, there are, people have short memories and there are larger kind of existential issues that are more important to them. And in this case, it was abortion. Yeah. And that's a huge loss for Republicans in Wisconsin. So it's like, it seemed like no one paid attention to it for a couple of days. You know, I mean, or, you know, until a couple of days ago for weeks before. And the same thing is true in Chicago, where the expectation was that one candidate who is the sort of slightly more, I guess, right-leaning is probably the only thing you can say, Democrat in this primary, because this is a one-party state. This is Syria. This is, there's an Assad running. There's only Democrats running, right? And it was going to be the mildly conservative one or the sort of teachers, guy who worked for the teachers union. And it was a narrow kind of thing. It didn't turn out that way. It turned out that the progressive, you know, not, he's not a defund the police person. That's people are wrong when they say that, but he's not somebody that says we need to really flood the zone in the south side of Chicago because we have a huge problem. He's not that person. Uh, that was the on other on guy. On NPR that this morning, him. like yeah. NPR was like like standing up and cheering that he's not going to look at policing issues in the traditional way of like scapegoating communities and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, that's, you need to scapegoat. Really somebody. excited about that. And <laughs> I mean, and the Chicago's Teachers Union are is among the worst in the Notorious, country yes. mm-hmm. yeah. in terms of, I mean, they were... Uh, calling people in advertisements and tweets in, yeah. I think, January of 2021, accusing people who wanted to reopen the schools back then of being yes. like, straight up racist. Like it wasn't even, it wasn't uh, like a uh, in shade thrown. Yeah. It was like, in you are, in mind, the, are racist. Both of these races had an enormous amount. And I say this not in a critical way. This is just a, a fact of life. Other people, you say the sentence and mm-hmm. it's like, oh, it's great. Is a lot of outside money. Yeah. Huge well, amounts of outside money. I mean, John Ossoff got a lot, a lot of outside money and he lost in Georgia, what, four or five years ago. Beta Rourke always Beta gets. Beta always gets a lot of outside <laughs> money. I, I shot something at a bar, a French restaurant owned by two French people in downtown Manhattan, in, in Chinatown, uh, right by where we record, um, that they were doing fundraising for Beto O'Rourke in Manhattan. It's like, this is like, this happened. <laughs> I was like, guys, come on now. Uh, and they're like, he was in their punk band. I was like, it's not a fucking punk band. It was a bad band. It was like fucking Soul Asylum, but like the Texas version. But like this-, this Soul kind Asylum of, was good in the early days. Uh, uh, come on. I don't want to insult Dave Perner in case he's a listener. But, um, <laughs> but no, I mean, that, that money came out. Like Republicans have to be aware of this. When you sink money strategically into these places and you, know, y- you lose these elections, they're very, very, very consequential. And it only popped up on like, I mean, you haven't heard these kind of right-wing radio hosts talking about any of this stuff until they lost. The um, Sarah Longwell, who's one of the sort of like OG uh, never Trumpers um, came up with an analysis. It was at the Lincoln Project and she quit, right? I think so. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I think she was at the beginning. Yeah. Um, Had a comment today that stuck with me along the lines of like, at some point, 
um, Republican voters going to realize that there's this huge gap between what Republican primary voters are interested in ready yes. to rally around and what people are willing to vote for or against in a general election. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you see it over and over and over again. You saw it in a huge way in Wisconsin, which is a swing state. It is. You need independent voters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Donald Trump doesn't remember that because he loves the roar of the crowd when he says Alvin Bragg's name and there's a chorus <laughs> of boos. And to him, it's like, you know, he's on the yeah. right side of history and he's going to win and probably thinks that that everything is fixed after that. But no, I mean, when you don't have, you know, this sort of boring cliche about moderates and everything, but look at the last election, look at the breakdown. Where did people break away from Trump? And why are the Republicans, because I mean, he's going to, I'm sorry, but I think that now he's going to walk to the nomination. I think he is. And Democrats obviously want that. And they're right to want that because the best, I mean, I mean, who would you rather debate? It, it, again, nothing to do with what you think of these people. Would you rather ba- debate DeSantis or Donald Trump? Is Donald Trump a better debater than Joe Biden? Well, it depends on what you mean by better. I mean, well, I on mean, the merits of like high school debate. No, he's horrible. He strays from, A, he doesn't answer any question. But, but he's also funnier. But he also is funnier and he knows how to do like, you'd be in jail, which is now reverberating with him. I mean, I don't- You'd be in jail. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> Joe Biden versus Donald Trump in a debate at this point, like I've, I mean, what is liable to happen in that scenario but the what, next time around? Like, this is the this people is the going time to sleep because they've person. seen it. That's the thing. Yeah, like that's, I mean, it'll, person, it'll be worse next time. It'll be worse, but like, but like, there isn't new information to be gleaned. I suppose George Will had a pretty good column today in the Washington Post about a lot of these uh, different aspects, and he just pointed out like there isn't some undiscovered group in the electorate that has been undecided about Donald Trump. Yeah. No, that's no, suddenly, that's <laughs> suddenly going yeah. to look at all yeah. of this stuff. And yeah. a lot of it is unfair. I mean, I, I think the three of us, He's being in different ways. He's per- being persecuted for paying off a porn star. I think I'm on his side. Actually paying <laughs> off a porn star. It's like, do you remember, do you remember when uh, Republicans went after Bill Clinton for being yeah, immoral? Yeah, a little Good bit. Lord. But that, that said, though, I mean, and we, and we did talk about this a little bit last week, so we don't need to, to go too far. But, but I mean, look, this is a we work a bit blue and we have some fun on the podcast. Do we? But this is a this is a rather serious moment. The, a guy who's running for office, the opposition party is being prosecuted by members of the president's party. And there was talk of a gag order at one point. Yeah. I mean, this, these, these are serious issues. He's running up against the, the, the judge actually instituting a gag order. Yeah. He became very, very close. I mean, he couldn't restrain himself. He was actually restrained in that speech uh, last night. Mm-hmm. And then he went after, and his son, of course, who is mm-hmm. one of the greatest yeah, yeah. shitbags in America. Yeah, he's talking about the Which judge's one? kid. I mean, daughter. by the way, they say that he, again, let me do the, the slight defense because I mean, you never want to defend Donald Trump Jr. Who's, I interviewed him one time. It was very uncomfortable. Have you ever seen that picture where he's just glowering at me? It's very funny. Um, I, I like, I buttonholed him in, in a, when he was going to Dinesh D'Souza's film opening. Oh, I thought you asked him about his girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why is your girlfriend so attractive? I was like, no, oh, no. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. <laughs> I didn't, I did not say that. <laughs> I will absolutely cut that out. Yeah, yeah. That's to. to. <laughs> too much. I will cut that out. I will that's cut that out. You just beep it? Just beep it. Yeah. I'm going to beep that. Because that's that, a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. That's some serious shit yeah, I just got into yeah. right there. 
<laughs> but you know what? It's true. No, it's, totally it's true. Not. It is completely true. true. Gavin Newsom told me. I mean, yeah. It's theirs. It's not like it's not yours. It is. Like, well, they I mean, work fucking all day. You've done nothing but. But like, I mean, unless they eat steakums. I mean, what are you not wrong? Doing all day. Thank I think we charge that on the company. Fuck? We charge that on the company card, though. So oh, you did. Okay, it's kind of mine. Keep it here. Don't so. you fucking touch that. You sleaze bags. For the record, <laughs> you hippies. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, no, but what you what, like, look. You can say he posted the photo. That's the problem, right? Yeah. Because you can say, oh, the judge's uh, daughter uh, worked for Biden and is like a partisan, mm-hmm, blah, blah, mm-hmm, blah. Mm-hmm. Like, who cares? Like, every daughter hates their father's politics. It means nothing. Not mine. But, <laughs> Not mine. Is that true? No, I mean, Leah, Leah really? will be, I mean, one of mine. No. Yeah. I cannot Absolutely wait to. Not. She will fall the in The disappointment line. is going to be so great. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. Yeah. So follow the Coming line. up next on MSNBC, <laughs> Leah Foster. <laughs> yeah. oh. You know, you know you're gonna be like Alan, you're gonna be like Alan Keyes' daughter. <laughs> what happened? That's a deep cut. Is that right? Do you remember Alan Keyes? Yeah. yeah but what, what happened daughter? to Alan Keyes' oh daughter? My God, his daughter came out as a lesbian and denounced him. Did she? Oh. Dude, he was like, because he was like Christian conservative. Oh, yeah. He was like hardcore. And she's like, I love the Indigo Girls. And hate my father. <laughs> like it was like one, it was like one moment, and it, and it was like, uh, and it became, it became like a big moment, like because you know he's running for president, like man. perennially, and it almost was the closest thing to the Ross Perot thing. Do you remember the Ross Perot thing when it was like? There's like they're coming out with, with a picture of my daughter saying she's a lesbian. Do you remember that? <laughs> no. Yeah, night two. It was like it, like right before like <laughs> when it was getting and he won what like thirteen percent of the vote or something more even it yeah. might even 18, be, maybe maybe 18. eight seventeen yeah. eighteen but that was like he was like yeah they're trying to destroy me they're saying my daughter's a lesbian that in her wedding she was married to a woman it was a whole thing yeah it was a whole weird thing oh, totally forgotten Rob. about. Should a podcast about that? Oh God, Lesbian yeah. daughters of conservative <laughs> presidential candidates. Again, why Dick Cheney is the uh, is the exactly, goat? Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah. Someone pointed out, like when we were talking about uh, Joe Biden, sort of normalizing gay marriage. It's like you know, hey, look, Dick Cheney was out there supporting. Dick Cheney actually was out there publicly supporting gay marriage before Joe Biden was. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And I know it's going to pain a lot of you to give Dick Cheney credit for this, but uh, but he was. He was. Um, Lynn Cheney, I think, was was a little um, less generous <laughs> towards mm. her daughter. There was there was somebody in the family that was like uh, kind of abandoned their daughter. But uh, but anyway, Damn, I think Dick Cheney was he, he shot a motherfucker. He shot a man. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> he shot. He shot a person. <laughs> Did you ever see the pictures of his dong? No, dude, unbelievable. Yeah. There's a picture. And Wait, was, he I, shot the dog? No, no, his, no dong. his dong. His dog. Oh, no. his dog. His, 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 his cock. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What? Camille just said, like, we work blue. Like, and, I, and, I, and I'm going to tell everyone right now when you're listening to this. Wait. No, no, Google it. There was a picture no, in a no. newspaper. I swear on my no, life. No, I'm not going to Google it. Oh, my God. It was like, the, if you see me touching my computer, I'm not Googling. Yeah, that is what I'm Googling. Yeah. Yeah. There was, a, there, there was a picture, and it was in a newspaper. It was like a scan of yeah. a newspaper. And I think it was, I actually think it was in Wisconsin. I think it was like the the uh, Milwaukee, what's the Milwaukee paper? The um, Journal Sentinel. Journal Sentinel. And uh, it was like him, he was like sitting, at, it was like, I think it was like eating a hot dog. Maybe it was like a little... Man, <laughs> he was manspreading a little bit. He was manspreading. Is this real? I swear Absolutely real. In, in Dick man- Cheney. Yes. Andrew I was like, Sullivan you? was so excited. He was the he was like invader Iraq. Let's do it again. <laughs> <laughs> Let's invade <laughs> fucking Syria. 
So it this was is incredible. Yeah. This is a Lyndon Johnson situation. It is Lynn, like we have no evidence except for some conjecture about Lyndon Man, Johnson. This should probably be some sort of academic study. And I could I could imagine there's some sort of correlation. Yeah. Yes. And that essentially yeah. if you manage to win, yeah. you're probably hung. No, I mean, you think that you own the world. Yeah. You got everything. Yeah. And there was a picture of Dick Cheney. Whew, man. Swanging. Uh, Swanging. I mean, it is like actually like uncomfortable. Wow. I was uncomfortable with that. You were impressed. Yeah. I mean, it's like, I mean, it's like dangling too. He's not even like nothing like okay. nothing's happening. That's fine. It's like it honestly looks like a fucking elephant. I'm not gonna Google that. I'm gonna. I'm gonna show it to you. <laughs> is it, you got it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. Bring it, bring it. It's unfucking believable. Yeah. <laughs> it's unbelievable. It's, yeah. It's yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. I'm not gonna Google it, but yeah. it's holy shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Are you kidding? Yeah, it's amazing. No, no, no. He has at like first a I thought it might have been a colostomy bag, but like, no. Look at the outline. That's incredible. It's unbelievable. Like, seriously, he should have been the look president. At it again. Yeah, I that's can't. why the Iraq War happened. Wow, right there. stuffed in someone's <laughs> pants is the Iraq War. No, I, I actually feel very differently about the man. Just yeah. So don't you, right? <laughs> yeah, don't you, don't you? I mean, you have yes. to respect and respect. Look, he's only human. People he's make only mistakes. Human, he makes mistakes. Wow, he makes mistakes. Wow, he makes mistakes. But should have been president. He should have been. It's president. Not too late. Not too late. Yeah. Wow, it's amazing. Yeah. I thought it was wow. Photoshop, but to it's be, like a picture of like a to be clear, a, like a, a newspaper. You're gonna, Why is this like man smiling? And that, and that, by the way, was pre, that was like, <laughs> I saw that in like 2004. Wow, no one had Photoshop skills like they did, like fucking the Pope in a puffy coat. No, wow, there's no Pope in a puffy coat. This is literally Dick's dong. It's you're gonna look it up now. Wow, yeah, no, wow. not your background. No, no. Oh no, no. Yeah. what are we just, talking about? <laughs> I was just wondering about Lynn. Just. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering about Lynn Cheney. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Lynn Cheney. Woo! Man. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. I think we solved it. I think we could roll up the podcast. We're done. Actually, yeah. yeah. It's over. It's over. We I mean, I don't feel out. qualified to talk about any yeah, damn thing else. That's the fucking Death Star right there. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> everyone's like, you know, uh, he was working for Diebold. It's like, no, 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 Kellogg Brown. No, 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 he's just got a big dick. He just doesn't care. He's Dick Diggler. He's yeah. He's it's like, fine. he's like, he's like, where do you want? To, where do you want to invade next? And everyone's like, what? And he just shows them. He's like, all right, let's do it. To do what you say. Yeah, do what you say. Oh You're impressive. God. Yeah. You know what? I I never saw um, Vice. What the oh. movie? Oh, yeah. That was always confusing with the place that I used to work with. Yeah. Because one got good reviews. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave it to you to figure out which one. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, I mean, should is there? Do we have much else to do today? I mean, uh, I don't even know. I have no are, long. I have we are just over an hour. We can do a right? very short one now. Um, well, for I us, mean, it'd be very short. I suppose. Is there yeah. anything else? There was one other thing. Can we end on something? One more thing? There's one more thing. Oh, I can't remember what it was. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I mean, you kind of did it in three. Look at him. Fucking Fuck producer. producer over there. <laughs> Producing. <laughs> he just wants to go home. And he's like, you know what? I want to go home, but Don Lemon. We don't usually, we don't usually do this. Record with an audience. There, there are cameras in the rooms mm. and shit. It it's not an audience. It's people who are actually I'm really also, useful. I'm slurring at this point. Yes, yes. Well, let me, let, let me take the Don <laughs> Lemon thing. <laughs> because of my superpower of never slurring. Okay. Um, yeah. Don Lemon, who is, uh, lives down the street from me. Yeah. Uh, uh, out in East Egg. Yeah. Um, I just realized I re 
revealed where I live because he not was very for, close to Not me. for the first time. It's um, probably not, no. Yeah, I mean, you've um, at least mentioned your neighbors before. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. some people that live in the, in the neighborhood. But so Don Lemon, who has um, been criticized recently because of, I believe, Caitlin Collins, who I didn't know until I looked her up, um, I believe worked at the Daily Caller. Is that right? Yeah, I was surprised by that. She worked at the Daily Caller. Oh, that might Although, be part of the Although, um, when they started that website, the idea from Tucker Carlson, and you can look this up, he gave a speech at CPAC yeah. in 2009, I think, in which he praised the New York Times to a chorus of boos. And he said, nope, don't boo them. We need to do what they do, but you know they're liberal, we should be conservative, they're great, and we should be great too, but on our own terms. And so he tried to, he, the first managing editor he hired, he tried to hire me. He, and I was like, I don't, I don't mm. this is a good idea. And the first uh, managing editor he hired uh, was a woman from The Guardian. Total lefty. And he's just like, I don't care. I want the best people. That didn't last very long. It became what it became. But uh, it was for a while a kind of, um, you know, farm team for good journalists. John Ward. For like remember? a year and a half. For like a year and a half. Remember John Ward. Mike who, Riggs worked there. Uh, Mike Riggs there. Uh, John Ward, who's at yeah. Yahoo. Or is he at Yahoo HuffPost. He might be at HuffPost. He's somewhere. Uh, is that Did true? Really? That just that just rocked my world. Are you serious? Wow. That, by the way, because you because you can't see this, that is a trans woman who is a friend of ours, who is apparently <laughs> a contributor to the Daily Call. Wow. Yeah. That is amazing. Really? What was it about? Oh, the, oh, that's right. The milkshake thing? Was it the milkshake thing? It was before that. Wow. He was the, um, he was the radical cleric in, uh, in, in England, the Islamist, I who I believe is in prison now. I think. Yeah. Who is that now? Was he living in your basement? <laughs> um, but so Don Lemon, let's, I'll get back to Don, mm. is that he had a contravesty, as the British would say, um, a couple of them recently in which he said that Nikki Haley um, was like pa many women. Past her prime. Past yeah. her prime. Yeah. She too old. She too old is what he said. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's exactly what he said. It's a direct quote. Yeah, well, Don Lemon. Yeah. She too old. Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, that was different. Yeah. Um, that was different. That was different. I mean, it's, it's, it's I'll talk about that later. Oh, That's a God. bonus episode for the those of you who go to we the fifth .substack .com and Um but so we got into all these controversies and variety today drops a piece <clears throat> that says, Well, we don't know why they can't figure this out that Don Lemon survives mm -hmm. because this is part of a very long pattern. And they frame this as misogyny. That Don Lemon hates women. He's especially mean to women. He's been nice to men. I suspect that he's been horrible to everybody because reading this, you're like, you kind of know the person, particularly if you work in media, you know the type. Mm. You read through this thing, you're like, oh, he's one of those guys. He's one <laughs> of those guys. But of the uh, things that were really explosive in this piece, were totally shocking, was a woman, Abby Phillip or Phillips? I don't Phillips, remember. I think. Phillips, maybe. Um, a uh, reporter, a, you know, sort of by the book reporter that people have respect for was sent to Iraq, I think. Yeah. 
and he wanted to go to Iraq. Oh, it is Philip. Yeah. It is Philip with, yeah. with, without the S. Yeah. Um, and he wanted to go because he had just got called up from, you know, the Duluth uh, local affiliate and he thought that he deserved to go. <laughs> and he was very early in his career and she went and he set about torturing her in which he apparently he got a burner phone oh and was sending her text messages. It was like, you're going to regret this, you horrible monster. And the internal uh, uh, security, I suppose, at CNN investigated this and um, tied it back to Don Lemon. It, it went back to the door of Don Lemon and he was not fired. And this has gone on crazy. over and over and over again. And he does not get fired. I mean, Chris Cuomo who advised his brother and was fired for it, Don Lemon tipped off Jussie Smollett. People don't forget this. Texted Jussie Smollett and said, they're onto you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Juicy, they're onto you. <laughs> and, uh, and it was like, you know, get rid of the bleach, get rid of the fucking Subway why, sandwich. Why even bother doing that? Oh, doing which bit? Like telling him that they're onto him. So the, the what is argument, it do to so, okay, so the argument made was actually pretty well, I mean, you could ignore this sort of thing, but the variety piece, which is pretty well done, uh, points out that he is obsessed. And there's a lot of circumstantial evidence to suggest this is true. He's, he's obsessed with fame and power mm -hmm. and like famous people. And he just wants to be around famous people. And that would probably explain the, the Jesse uh, Smollett tip off, mm. which, uh, CNN, explained by saying, well, he was just trying to get comment from him. Mm. The mm. Con how you get a comment is like, run, motherfucker! <laughs> it's like, no, that's not how you get a comment. It's like, it's fucking Al Cowlings <laughs> to OJ. Get in the car, we're gonna drive. <laughs> we're driving. You know who I am, goddammit! <laughs> I love the fact that it was Al Cowlings oh like literally God. knowing who he was. <laughs> you know who I am, goddammit. He's still alive, by the way. We should get him on the podcast. Oh my we God. We actually should. Get Al yeah. Cowlings be great. There's so many people. We should have him on, Bill O'Reilly. Oh, we gotta get Bill O'Reilly on. I mean, because he's not really doing Dude, much. Camille sent me a clip the other day, like last, was like, last night. Yeah. Last night, I just the YouTube algorithm just I, because I've been looking at Trump related stuff uh, as I do because you know MAGA, um, and <laughs> it serves me randomly. Yeah. Bill O'Reilly's YouTube channel, it's amazing, uh -huh. and I see this video of him talking about the, like the Trump indictment. Old. Yeah, and I mean, it's just He's like the view count is not terribly no. high. No, he's he's old, and he's not. Yeah, he but he still not. writes a book every year about like killing. Yeah, yeah. Does he? Is he still yeah, yeah, killing Jesse Smollett? The murder, the murder, <laughs> <laughs> the murder series. Metaphorically, has he killed the Pope in one of these books? Uh, I, no, he's done. He's done. So, uh, there's a guy who writes them with him, who does the writing with him. <laughs> with him. With yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. Like, and I think the guy has now set out doing them on on his own. Oh, has he? Oh. Yeah, yeah. He's still killing. Yeah, I mean, it's killing. Yeah. It's killing, yeah, killing Roger Ailes. <laughs> big, big flop. I mean, I mean, Speaking honestly, he got fired by Roger Ailes. Yeah. And then, you know, Roger Ailes. Got dead. Yeah. Well, he got dead, but he got dead, but he got fired before he got dead. Yeah. 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 Speaking of writing books, um, I was alerted today um, to the fact that Random House is going to be publishing a book from one Christian Cooper, the title of which oh. is Better Living Through Birding. Uh, notes from a black man in the natural world. Um, now, if if you remember, I wish it was just notes. Christian not Cooper. <laughs> Christian Cooper is the gentleman who, um, in uh, 2020, was in Central Park 
perhaps he was birding, um, and by which I, it's weird because I'm He's qualifying it. I'm just saying whatever it is, he was in Central Park, and he runs into a woman named Amy Cooper, no relation, and she would become famous uh, for infamous. as yeah. or infamous yeah. um, for calling the police um, during their encounter, and she's probably better known as the Central Park Karen. And this book. Um, I imagine is going to be Christian Cooper uh, writing about the travails um, yeah. of having had this encounter, but also the beauty, glory, and wonder of birding in Central Park and birding, and birding black, in general. I think in general, the, yeah. Uh, the the book this he's he described, has actually talked about that though, hasn't he? Birding while black. Yes, he will. He yeah. describes himself. You think um, I'm here making that up? As yeah. A black gay activist birder, which. <laughs> Okay. I mean, there's so many. You have I mean, to really do which one. The thing about this for me <laughs> is is just I'm I'm slightly frustrated because you know I did a little bit of reporting on this thing. I know a little bit about this situation. Are you mad because as a gay black birder yourself, yes, then an no, nobody's yes. like nobody pays attention to you. Nobody pays any notes from to Camille me. in the woods. Nobody pays any attention <laughs> to me. I don't. I don't have no book. Yeah. <laughs> um. But, but I, you know, we, we did some reporting on this. We've talked about it on the podcast. We published it. It, it got like some downloads. It had some decent few, traction. There's, there's, there's little doubt in my mind that plenty of mainstream journalists were aware of the reporting that was there. And Has I published it. Con- Do you ever try to well, contact is, you? No. And this okay. is the thing. I published it alongside Barry. And this week, Barry Weiss is having some, some, at least creating a bit of controversy because of recently a story that they published recently at the free press and um, off, a, yeah. uh, related to uh, some trans issues. Like a mom had talked to um, a reporter at the free press and now the young woman whose story was yes. being told yes. is kind of disputing some of the facts or at yes. least is not happy with the coverage that she yes. got. And it is a huge media scandal. So one would imagine it's not a huge media scandal. Well, people are making sure, but on Twitter it's a media scandal. But one would imagine that if you know Barry Weiss publishes an interview with the Central Park Karen, and it is filled with erroneous facts, that you would have heard about this, that this would have been a scandal. But there wasn't ever any sort of counter reporting that suggested that anything that appeared in the reporting that we did on that story was Mm -hmm. erroneous, fact free. That, that is correct. That Mr. Christian there Cooper- There has been no challenge of any fact. Not, not no. at all. Not that at Christian all. Cooper yeah. had you know, been involved in multiple physical altercations yes. with other people in the park within weeks yes. of his encounter with Amy Cooper. That's, it's two, by his own admission, within four months- like, it which worked, is, which I mean, is it bizarre. worked in the sense that he became rather well known from it. I mean, incredibly well known. He and his yeah, sister. Did he have a television show his, too? He yeah. had a television show, or at least he appeared on a television show with Nat Geo. His sister, who was working in television, um, had a huge come I up I have a as a result, as a result <laughs> of this, and ended up being a, a producer on Law and Order. Yes. And actually wrote a story or helped they to did produce an episode. a story. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. very first yeah. episode of that COVID season was an was a bastardization of the Amy Cooper situation. I think that the in general, what most people think about the Central Park um Karen narrative is wrong. What they did in the story is even more wrong. Mm. It is even further removed from the actual facts here. But in, in either case, there's a great deal about that story that isn't quite right. And plenty of things that make Mr. Cooper far from the sort of person that you would want to lionize. 
And it is still the case that even today, publications like the New York Post, which is a conservative media organization, will still yeah, run stories much, yeah. where they say that Miss Cooper falsely alleged that she'd been threatened. There's nothing false about it. He acknowledges that he threatened her. He acknowledges that he encountered a woman in the park alone with her I dog. Get you guys together and said to her, "What if if you're going to do what and you want to do? Called hanging with Mr. Cooper, I'm going <laughs> to do what I want to do, and you're not going to like it." That's a threat. <laughs> That's a threat. Yeah. That's a threat. Yeah. And it's not false. Did she actually fear for her life? What was the tone of his voice when he said that? All of these things are legitimate questions. None of these things actually ever enter into the repeated um, recurrence of cycles of reporting about this story, whether it be the anniversary or the occasion of the announcement by Random House here. Again, a big publisher. Big they publisher. publish Obama I mean, books. The, the biggest publisher right? in the world. I and, mean, it's owned by And Burles, now yeah. they've given him an advance of, I don't know what, and they're going to publish his book, and it'll be further affirmative. Nobody will buy it. Will buy it. it, it doesn't matter. From yeah. my, my, what I find frustrating is that there's no effort to correct the record, even amongst conservative media public uh, media organizations. There's it's, no yeah, effort whatsoever just like to doing, acknowledge they're, 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 the they're publishing just, yeah, stories. They just like I, I I will remind you of a poem from one of the great journalist writers of his generation, Clive James, who was also a great poet. Please recite mm -hmm. it. Um, he, I, I, I could write, recite some of it, but the name of the poem is The Book of My Enemy Has Been Remaindered, mm. which I think is the greatest, <laughs> is the great, on the remainder table. <laughs> and I think in this case, the book of your enemy will be remaindered. Yeah. But I think one of the interesting things about this, and particularly when it, when it comes to the, you know, the Barry, I, I sent you guys a screenshot and it said trending, Barry Wise. Yeah. And you know, Barry's been on the show. She's a friend of mine. She edited me at the Wall Street Journal. Um, when I used to write for them, um, and she has, you know, her free press stuff and, and anything that smells a bit of controversy, the, the usual suspects get very upset about this and they're like piranhas and they go crazy. But a, the person who was written about was a trans woman or trans man. I don't remember. I didn't read the story. So mm -hmm. I'm not, it's not about the story itself. Mm -hmm. And Emily Yoffe, who used to write for Slate, wrote a story about her mother's concerns mm -hmm. about the treatment right? and about the treatment at the Washington something hospital. And that is it, right? That is the story. You can write something that is a concern about a, that the mother had about this treatment. The person, th these, these names were masked. Nobody was, was outed. So that's mm -hmm. a very important thing about this. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The person who was the subject of this outed themselves yeah. on Twitter and said, this story reactivated their, their account. In yes, order to reactivated their account to, to talk about this. Yeah, because um, they, they'd, they'd gone to over to Mastodon or something. Yes, and I and, and and so the responses from this person are interesting. I mean, I'm fascinated by them. Um, she, he, and I'm I'm not saying this because I'm misgendering. I just you don't, don't remember. I just yeah. I don't remember. Um, talks about their mental health issues and the process, and you know that's that's an interesting way, way of you know, kind of contextualizing the story. The responses to it, which made this trend, are something that really worry me. Mm. It really worries me about how people perceive journalism these days. And it it is when you have a place like where I used to work at Vice, which be, became very activist, very, very activist, from people who are not political, not political, would complain to me like, God, this is kind of crazy. Like, I'm just trying to do a straight story and get everybody's voice in here and it's become very activist. 
The activist instinct is bad for a few reasons, primarily because they don't understand the process of journalism. And the response was to this, and this person's child was responding. Child, they're probably 18 or 19 now. I'm just guessing. But the, the first, it was, did, did you consent to have your story told? No. Good Lord. Is that, what are you talking about? Did you consent? Could you imagine there has to be some sort of moral threshold? Murderers, bad people, get, they have to consent. Good people uh, uh, do, but the bad people don't. There's no consent. You, she talked to your mother. Your mother was willing because they had concerns to spin this story. Emily Offie reached out to this person, sent them a draft. And, and, and the person said, I disagree with this draft. Okay, that's what it is. That's what journalism is. Perfectly normal. This is going to happen. There's going to be two people on the side of an issue. One person's always going to be upset about the final product. No one, you might actually be doing something wrong if two people are happy about the draft. At the end. That never happens, right? So the responses to this was this high dudgeon, this lather that everybody's in, in saying that this is unbelievably, are you okay? That they wrote it. By the way, no names. This person outed themselves. And the response was bananas, fully bananas. People saying like, oh, it's a HIPAA violation. That's what they did yeah. with Jesse too. It's a HIPAA violation to talk about something you went, and, they're not publishing your medical records. Good God. A HIPAA violation? I mean, the desperation for people to say you shouldn't talk about this. There's no story that you shouldn't talk about. That's just not a thing. But if you're upset about that, that they're talking about it in a particular way, write something in response, that's fine. I'm totally, I love that. I, I you know, appreciate that. It will contextualize it, it'll make it more interesting. It'll make the debate more interesting. But going after the writer for framing a story in the wrong way is something that I see very, very frequently these days. You didn't frame it the way that I would have framed it. Well, get a pen and write it yourself, you motherfucker. Don't attack the journalist for framing it in a particular way. That's not, I mean, honestly, look at the response to this. There are endless numbers of them, endless numbers of them. And again, I didn't read the story. It could be a terrible story. And I, you know, knowing Emily Offey, I don't think it is a terrible story. But if it was a terrible mm -hmm. story, then you have a place on Twitter, Mastodon, wherever, <clears throat> to respond. Mm -hmm. And that's how we have conversations. But the idea that this, this, the very existence of the story, I mean, there are literally like the 90% of people saying contact a lawyer. I mean, wait, what? Like, do you guys understand the most basic things about journalism? It's not going to go your way. It's not going to always go your way. And contacting a lawyer, did you have consent to be written about? Imagine the stories that never would have been written if that was the rule. Good God. Camille's just looking at fucking Dick Cheney Dom pictures Cheney over here. Yeah. It's yeah. impressive. Yeah. yeah. It's impressive. Yeah. God did that. That's amazing. God, God yeah. <laughs> this is, That's this amazing. Is the, the, this is your this, piece now. This I is mean, science. Yeah, this is your, your documentary. Bang. <laughs> God did the that. The biggest bang. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note. We, we on that know note. Of bye. 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 Of attack. The Trojan Horse. Follow.